Good evening, Faith Assembly. Welcome to our Wednesday night service. Tonight, I'm going to share with you a message on the peace of God. The Bible has a lot to say about the peace of God. In fact, there's many, many scriptures that support it, many scriptures that encourage us to seek the peace of God, Old Testament and New Testament. But this evening, for a brief time, I'm going to do a message that is going to be very focused on not only the peace of God, but how you can have the peace of God. The peace of God is real. You can know the peace of God. You can feel the peace of God. You can experience the peace of God. Let's go to the Lord and pray and ask the Lord to fill our hearts and prepare our hearts to receive Him and His Word, to give us spiritual understanding for the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful and living. It transforms us. It changes us. It encourages us. As we hear the Word of God, our faith increases. In Romans, the Word says that faith increases as the Word of God is heard and comes into our lives. So our prayer tonight is that as the Word goes forth, it would sink into our hearts, into our minds, into our very soul and spirit. It would encourage us and lift our spirits and give us faith. And then we know that faith locks in and aligns with the power of God and the Spirit of God that is dwelling within us. And so tonight, my prayer and our prayer is that the Word of God would come alive within of, inside of all of us and that the power of God would take it and multiply it and overflow in our lives. And the prayer is that the peace of God would overflow and overwhelm all of us this evening. Let's go to the Lord. Father, we come to you in the powerful and mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, a name that is above every other name. Lord, we pray now that as your word goes forth, that it would be received, that it would be welcome. Lord, I pray that hearts would be open and receptive to hear your word, that as your word goes forth, it would go into good soil, and that, Lord, it would produce a beautiful harvest, that it would produce peace, that it would produce calm and tranquility in your people, in hearts and mind. We lift up this service to you now in the powerful and wonderful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of God is real. Peace is freedom from all distress and disturbances. Now, let me share with you a scripture that's found in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 through 13. This is where the Lord sends out His disciples to go out and begin to do ministry as He monitors them and encourages them. He sends them out as disciples, go into the community. And He says this, starting at verse 7, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is coming soon. 
heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And then in verse 9 he says this, Jesus' words, Provide neither gold nor silver, copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staff, for a worker is worthy of his food. And then verse 11, now whatever city or town you enter, inquire in it who is worthy. That word worthy is very unique. What it means is find in the city who is welcoming, who is open to receiving you. And I want you to remember, when we look at scripture, Scriptures focusing on receiving the peace of God, we too have to be welcoming. We have to be open to receiving not only the Lord, God, but also His peace in our lives. So he says this, and then he said when, in verse 12, and when you go into a household, greet it. Greet the house. And then verse 13, if the household is worthy, if the household is welcoming, receiving you, let your peace come upon it. If it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. Wow, what a word. The disciples are able to go out. They're anointed by the Lord. Jesus Christ has anointed them, blessed them, and said, go out and do these things on my behalf. One of the things they can do is go to someone, go to a place, and say, peace be unto you. Peace be unto your household. Peace be unto your family. And if they receive it, the peace goes unto them. And then the opposite, if they are not received, if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. So this is, we look at this from two perspectives. The disciples were doing this. Later on in the Bible, the Lord says that he sends out 72 to go out and do similar things. At the end of the Gospels, we hear that he tells us, go into all the world and make disciples. This has never stopped. For 2,000 years plus, the Lord has been raising up and calling us as disciples. You and I are disciples of God. We're anointed. We are called to go out and lay our hands on the sick and raise them up and pray for healing and they shall be healed. We're called to go out and cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead, to cast out demons. Freely we have received, freely we give. We also called to pray peace over those around us. And so I want to encourage you as we look at this message this evening, ask the Lord to give you clarity of mind and heart as to how you can receive God's peace and then how you can give God's peace with those around you. Now let's look at our key verse this evening. It's found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. How to, receive, uh, how to have the peace of God. I'm going to read four and five first. This is going to ramp us up, and then we're going to go into the meat of the, uh, of the Scripture. Let me read the entire Scripture for us quickly. 
I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation just provides with uh, us with a, a different version of the Bible. It doesn't uh, negate the power of the Word. The Word still goes forward with power and authority. But it just is an easier way to understand and comprehend the Scripture. Look at verse 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Now verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 and 9 now. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. And then I love this, then the God of peace will be with you. What a beautiful word. It starts at the beginning, the peace of God, and then a transition. If we do, if we do some of the things that the Scripture has asked us to do, then something happens. What, what happens is that we will experience God's peace, and the God of peace will be with us. Let's look at a little bit more in depth now in these Scriptures. At verse 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Christians are commanded to rejoice under all circumstances. Joy is not based on our circumstances. Instead, it is based on our relationship with the Lord. Did you hear that? Joy is not based on our circumstances. Instead, it is based on our relationship with the Lord. And you will find in scriptures, as I share near the end of this message, that the source of joy and peace is Almighty God Himself. So we don't try to do things in our own strength. We don't try to create joy. If we do it in our own strength, one moment we're happy, the next moment we can be sad. But God is never changing. And what are we to do? We're to get close to the Lord. We're to cling to the Lord because it's His joy and His peace that overflows in our lives. So true joy is based on a relationship with God. Let's look at verse 5. Let everyone see that you are considerate or gentle in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. A gentle person is willing to sacrifice his or own, her own personal rights to show consideration to others. So we're to consider others more highly than ourselves. And I love the final statement here. 
Remember, the Lord is coming soon. It's an eternal perspective. Not the now, it's eternity. The Lord is coming soon. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near. So we are to not focus on the things that are happening around us. We're to look to the Lord, and we're to focus on eternity and the relationship that we have now with the Lord, to walk closely with Him, to walk humbly with Him, to walk even nearer to Him. The Bible says, press into me and I will press into you. Walk closer to me and I will walk closer to you. If we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. Now, let's look at verse 6 and 7. How to receive the peace of God. The first two verses basically lay it out. How do you receive the peace of God? This is what you need to do. Then this is how you experience God's peace. Verses 8 and 9 are how to maintain, how to continue to move day by day in God's peace. So let's look at verse 6. But I want to also emphasize something. This is something that you can't figure out with your mind. You can't analyze this. You can't figure it out. This is a spiritual transaction that occurs. This is something that is happening in the spirit realm. But when we do this, it changes us. And we begin to experience the peace of God in ways that we would never understand. That's the whole point of understanding. We will not try to intellectually figure this out. God knows and he knows what we need to hear. He knows what we need to feel so that we can change and take the stress away and feel his great peace. So let's look at verse 6. Don't worry or be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. At the beginning in verse 6, it says, instead, pray about everything. That word pr pray is intentional, is supplication. It's intense, earnest prayer to fully transfer the burdens of our souls into the hands of God. So when we pray, pray about everything. Say, Lord, it's here. It's a burden on my soul. I want to give you this. I want to pass it on to you. And then as we pray about everything, we're not supposed to worry. We'll let things go. And I'm going to share with you a practical way to do that in a moment. And what happens as we do this, then we experience God's peace, which overflows in our lives. Remember, spiritual. It's a spiritual transaction. Something that happens as we, we do something, then in return we get something else. Paul exhorts the Philippians and us to pray about the circumstances instead of worrying over them. Instead, we are to commit our problems and concerns to God in prayer Trusting Him to provide us with deliverance. Consciously, we are to practice responding to various circumstances with joy and prayer. 
instead of anxiety and worry. And we are to ask the Lord to help us in everything. Now let's look at this verse 7, a little bit more focused. When we give our cares to Christ, we will experience the peace of God. Remember, it's a spiritual exchange. But the spiritual manifests in our physical emotions. We begin to feel God's peace. The pressure and the stress leave. The heaviness and the burden are lightened. Why? Because of the presence of the Almighty God in our lives. It says in this verse, Then you will experience the peace of God, which exceeds anything you can understand. And he says, His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That word will guard, this is a military term. It implies that the mind is a battle zone. It's a spiritual battle zone and needs to be protected by a military guard. The peace of God operates this way. It protects the mind from external corrupting influences and thoughts and it keeps us focused on God and His truth. Do you hear that? Two things. Remember, this is a spiritual transaction that occurs. We can't understand it. We can't figure it out. But if we pray and we take everything to the Lord with deep yearning and supplication and, and give Him all our cares and concern, and He exchanges and His peace comes in, and His peace guards our heart and our minds, it guards and protects from more negative influence coming in our minds. He guards our minds. He guards our hearts. And then it also allows us to keep focused on what the truth is, the truth of God's Word. So the first two points, to receive God's peace. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything in spirit and in a thanksgiving and grateful heart. The result will be peace. This is the peace which God fills the believer as he stands firmly in his position of Christ. Let me give you one more nugget on this. The deeper peace of God is said to be incomprehensible to the natural mind. It surpasses anything the unspiritual mind can grasp. But listen to this. It keeps on guarding, protecting the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual life from intrusion and attacks of the enemy. So reminder, we're to do this, we're to pray, we're not to worry, and then what does the Lord do? The Lord gives us His peace that we can experience that, trans, that uh, passes all understanding. Let me give you something practical. If you begin to worry or, or worry begins to come into your mind and your heart, here's what I want you to do. I want you to set up a time in which you can pray out a plan for your worries. So set some time aside, perhaps in the morning, and say, I'm going to time, spend time in the morning and I'm going to uh, pray through my worry. Well, at that time, here's what you do. You create a worry list. But I also don't want you to focus too much on the worry list. I also want you to add a thanksgiving list. 
So at that time, you, you pray through your worries. Lord, I'm concerned about this. This is a burden on my heart. You create the list. But at the same time, Lord, I'm so thankful that you have provided me with this. I still have a roof over my head. I still have the clothing that you've provided. Lord, whatever resources are coming in, you are providing what I need. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord of provision. So create the tool list. And then, remember, you set aside the time in the morning and you do this. Now, during the course of the day, if you have any worry that surfaces and comes up, here's what you do. You say, I will take care of that with God at my prayer time in the morning. I will take care of that with God at my prayer time in the morning. So, mind, I control you. I'm going to take that thought, I'm going to put it in a little box, imaginary box, I'm going to go put it up in the top shelf of my closet, and I'm not going to worry about that until tomorrow morning when I bring it to the Lord in prayer. And by the way, this may, you may have to do it multiple times throughout the day, but I want to assure you, as you do this day by day by day by day, you're going to start feeling God's great peace in your life. You're going to start seeing that God is going to be speaking to you in your prayer time. He's going to be encouraging you. Your faith level is going to come up. He's going to give you wisdom, guidance, direction, and to how to work through some of these issues and troubles, and he will be there for you, and you will notice that the worries will start coming down over the course of the days, and your thankful list, your thanksgiving list is going to be greater and greater. Now, let me share briefly how to maintain the peace of God. It's found in verses 8 and 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure, lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all the things that you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Learn to control your thought life. Practice focusing your thoughts on things that are pure, lovely, virtuous, and praiseworthy. And I just want to caution all of us this evening. With spare time that many of us have, many of us are filling it with the wrong thing. I'm included. We may watch a little bit more stuff on TV. Maybe we're watching our phones, being on uh, social media more, monitoring more stuff. I want to just encourage all of us, anything that takes us away from focusing on the Lord is actually filling our life with things that are not uh, worthy of praise and excellent. So I encourage you, as I'm encouraging myself now, what the thing that I'm watching, the thing that I'm doing, what, whatever I'm, uh, has, is in front of my eyes or taking my attention, is it true? Is it honorable? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Excellent. Is it worthy of praise? And I'm focusing on that. There's something to be said about the peace of God when we release these things to Him. Uh, several weeks ago, I was having a hard time sleeping. Normally, I sleep really well. And then I realized, I, th I said, all right, Lord, let's do an assessment 
Am I focusing on things that are good, that are things that are not so good? And then I realized what was happening was in the evenings, I would be watching the news. And you know this, the news are very negative. They're designed to create fear and to get us stirred up so that we'll want to watch more news. It's almost like a junkie, an addict, to go back and watch this. And I said, Lord, no, I'm going to cut back. So I decided, is this excellent and worthy of praise? No. So I cut back, and then what I did is I began to monitor the news by just going to websites and checking and staying informed. And then I took God's Word, and I said, Lord, I'm going to declare your Word. Your Word in Psalm 4, 8 says this, I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. So the Lord is going to help me lie down and sleep in peace. I began to pray that over my life, stopped watching things that were negative, and boy, miraculous. I began to sleep through the nights, no interruptions, and have been sleeping well since then. So I just want to encourage you, be careful what you bring in. And then verse 9 here says, the God at the end of it, the God of peace will be with you. I love this, the God of peace. In the Old Testament, the Lord is called Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. In Judges, 623-24, the word says, the Lord said to him, peace, do not be afraid, you are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, the Lord is peace, Jehovah Shalom. What soundness, what firmness is to cling to that word, to cling to that name and the character of our God. <clears throat> And then we move forward, and our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus, is referred to as the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. Amen. So our Lord and Savior, one of his titles, character, his names is the Prince of Peace. That's our Jesus. So to review these four verses that we went through, Philippians 6 through 9, we're not to worry about anything. We're to pray about everything in a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude. We're to guard our mental life, and we're to practice the things which were learned and taught. And now, very quickly, let me just give you some final scripture. In the New Testament, in John 14, 27, the Lord Jesus Christ says this, peace I leave you, my, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Oh, my Lord, did you hear this? Jesus says, my peace I give you. It's a gift. And all we have to do to receive that gift is to receive him 
be welcoming, to receive him and his peace in our lives. Jesus' peace allows us to face life's troubles without fear and trepidation. His peace is abiding. His peace is powerful. His peace is lasting, and his peace is life-changing. Let's look at another verse found in John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things, Jesus says, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. <clears throat> Boy, look at this. He says that in this world we will have trouble. To believe otherwise is naive or even anti-biblical. But in the midst of that trouble, we find peace in Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Trouble in the world, yes, but inner peace, peace of mind, heart, soul, from Jesus Christ in the, Lord, in the midst of trouble. And he gives us assurance that the troubles will not triumph over us because Jesus overcomes all the troubles and the cares of the world. There's so much more. There's so much more. The peace of God is powerful. In Romans 15, 13, the word says this, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Remember we talked earlier about being joyful? God is going to be the one that fills us with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Colossians 3.15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. We have a choice to make. We can hold on to our anxieties, our worries, our fears, or stresses, or we can let Christ's peace rule in our hearts and turn our cares over to Him. And as we do this, we allow Him to replace it with Himself and His peace. We've been talking a lot this evening about the peace of God, but first of all, we've, I, I need to remind all of us, you cannot receive the peace of God until you have a relationship with God, with Jesus. This is the peace, what we're talking about now is peace with God. Let me share some scriptures and then I'm going to pray for us as we close. And I want some of you that are watching, some of you do not have a personal relationship with God. That's okay. I'm going to share some scriptures, and at the end we are going to pray. And when we close that prayer, the spiritual is going to happen, and you are going to build that relationship with Christ. You're going to come back to the Father. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And so we're going to pray in Jesus' name at the end for you to get to have peace with God and to build that relationship, restore that relationship with God. And for some, 
Maybe you do have a relationship, but you're a little overwhelmed with what's happening these days. Well, I'm going to pray at the end a prayer of peace over your house. And I want you to receive it and trust God that he will give you his peace. Now, for those that are away from the Lord, peace with God. Listen to these scriptures as I share and close out in a prayer. It's found in Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Upon repenting of our sins and believing in Jesus Christ, we are justified by faith and are born again by the Holy Spirit. And we enter into a relationship of peace with God. Our sins, which had once kept us at enmity, away from God, are forgiven through Jesus Christ. And now we find ourselves at peace with God rather than in opposition with Him. And we can receive the peace of God. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says, But God demonstrates His own love for us. In this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says this, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Will you join me and pray this prayer of repentance now? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In your name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer and received Jesus Christ into your life and heart and made your commitment to follow him, if you, this, if you have done this for the first time, we want to hear from you. We want you to text your full name to the number that's on the screen. Your full name to 321-204-1011. What we'll do is we will respond with a text that will give you some next steps, some valuable information into how you can start your spiritual journey the right way. And welcome to the family of God. Now, for the rest, let me pray a pastor's prayer of peace over you. Father, we come to you in the majestic and mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, lift up your people today. Lord, you know all the troubles and tribulations. You know all the needs that are out there. You know all the health concerns. Lord, you know everything that is lacking. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak peace of God over people. Lord, flood homes with your presence. Let people experience your peace and your joy. And Father, I pray a blessing over your people now. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen.
Thank you, church. God bless you. Have a beautiful evening.